world that we're living in today. And, and I've been thinking about that in regard to the world that Jesus Christ was born into. You know, sometimes we can get thinking that our world is as bad as it's ever been. And there are many things that as parents and grandparents, you look at these kids and you think, what are they going to have to deal with and what are they dealing with and so on. And and yet, you think back to the reality of what was faced in Jesus Christ's time when he was brought into the world. And indeed, it it was um, a time that would cause great consternation for the people that were living there. It's fascinating to me to look at the the entire Christmas story and and to see the various messages that are there. You know, ultimately it is Jesus Christ, he came to save. But when when they came and brought the messages we find four distinct times that the angels came and brought messages. And their messages began with these words, Fear not. First of all, in Luke chapter 1, preparing the way for Jesus, Zacharias was a priest that served in in the temple. And... um, the angel came to Zacharias, and when the, the messenger of the Lord came, they were filled with fear. And immediately, the angel said to Zechariah, fear not. And then went on and said, this is what's going to happen in your life, in your wife's life. Zechariah and Elizabeth were well up in years, past the age of childbearing. And the angel said, your wife, Elizabeth, is going to bring forth a son, and he is going to prepare the way for the Messiah. And Zachariah said, how can this be? We're, we're way too old for anything like that. How can I know this is going to really happen? And the angel said, this is going to happen, and because of your doubting here as a sign that this is going to happen, you will not be able to talk until the baby's born. So Zacharias came out from his meeting with the angel of the Lord, and and the people were shocked. He couldn't speak. They didn't know what happened. And as the angel of the Lord said... His wife Elizabeth brought forth a son named John the Baptist. And he was raised up of God to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. Now, you also remember that an angel of the Lord also in Luke chapter 1 appeared unto Mary and said, Mary, you are highly favored of God. And you will conceive of the Holy Spirit, and you will bring forth a son, and they will call his name Jesus, 
because he will save his people from their sins. And the same angel said to Mary, fear not, because I am bringing you this news. You don't need to fear. You don't need to worry, because this that is happening in you is of God. Now, Joseph was what we would call in our day engaged. They consider it married, betrothed, they said, in in the Scriptures, to Mary. And again, the angel appeared to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, we read the account, and, and said to Joseph, Fear not, don't be afraid of what's happening. And he shared what was happening in Mary's life and that the Messiah was going to be born and that Joseph would be instrumental, not as his biological father, but instrumental in in raising this child. And the angel's message, first and foremost, was to Joseph. Fear not. Don't be afraid. And then, of course, we're familiar with after the birth of Jesus Christ. The shepherds doing their normal task. Taking care of their sheep by night. And the glory of the Lord appeared and the skies lit up. And the angel's message was, fear not. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all men. But isn't it interesting that in all four of these events, the first things that the angel said, don't be afraid, fear not. Fear is a, is a very real um, emotion. Fear, fear is a very real um, situation that every one of us in life faces in various various means and manners. They say the number one fear of people is public speaking. They say right behind that is the fear of death. Now, whatever your fears may be, and there are all kinds of phobias, I want us today to just think about the message of Christmas and how it applies to our fears. And the message of the angels that today in your life you may be here as a parent and you may be thinking, what this responsibility I have for these children that we saw today, I can't do it. You may be here today and you may be in the golden years of life, and you may be looking at them and thinking, wow, I don't know what lies ahead here. There are many, many fears that we can end up dealing with in our own life. But I'm confident of this, that the angel of the Lord would say to every one of us today, fear not, and it all comes back because of the message of Christmas. We need not fear, number one, we need not fear death because 
His name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The only reason that we need to fear death is when we have not taken care of our sin through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. And he said in 1 John chapter 1, he that has the Son, Jesus Christ, has life. This is what we're celebrating here. We, we're all sinners. We're all condemned, separated from God. But God, as the kids quoted, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's what we're celebrating, Christmas. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Someday our bodies will get too old, too diseased, too too messed up that our soul will no longer be able to live in it. And Jesus Christ came to make sure that we can know that we have everlasting life and we don't need to fear death. And that's what we're celebrating here. At Christmas that Jesus Christ came. And and in 1 Corinthians, as believers in Christ, that we've come to the point where we say, I know I'm a sinner, I know I deserve God's judgment, but I understand and realize Jesus Christ came to pay the penalty for my sin, and I receive the gift of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of my sin. We need not fear death. First Corinthians, he said, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory. And that's what we have in this gift that we're singing about, that we're rejoicing in. And he removes from us the fear of death, the fear of eternity. Throughout Scripture and All of the instances that we just mentioned, the angel of the Lord appearing to Zechariah and Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, and throughout Scripture, any time God appeared or the angel of the Lord, people were filled with fear. We sometimes have a strange view of God like he's our good buddy upstairs or, or, you know, our buddy here. God is a holy God, and when God shows up, people fall on their face before him. And at the time that Jesus Christ came into the earth, once a year the high priest would enter into the temple and offer sacrifices, and and he would enter into the holy of holies. This was representative of God's presence. And once a year they would go into that. And one man would go in. That was it. No one else could go in to the presence of God. And yet because of Christmas, because of God sending his son, we now need not, and I, and understand this carefully, we need not fear the presence of God. Because we have access to him through Jesus Christ. And we read in scripture that in the temple there was this 
huge veil that separated the Holy of Holies from, from the rest of the temple. And when Jesus Christ was crucified, the veil of the temple was rent in two. And through Jesus Christ, we now have access to the Father. So all these fears that you may have, we can go directly to the Father because of Jesus Christ. We don't, we don't have to run from God because in Christ our sins are forgiven. We are justified before Him. We have access to the Father. And so it's not something that, that we need to run from God. Hebrews chapter 4, he says, we have a high priest who intercedes for us, who is touched with the feelings of our infirmities, so that we may boldly go before the throne of God to obtain grace and find mercy to help in time of need. This is what, this is what we're celebrating here, that the burdens of life, and life is hard, life brings many horrific burdens. But because of Jesus Christ, we have access to the Father. We we can go directly to the Father in Jesus' name. So we don't need to fear death. We don't need to fear God's presence. In fact, He invites us to come into His presence. He invites us to come and and lay our burdens before him but also we don't need to fear god's plan think of it in in all of these that we mentioned zechariah an old man serving god faithfully and his plan was radically changed you are going to have a child your wife is going to have a child and you will raise him, and he will be the, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. You talk about a radical change. You take Mary. Mary innocently preparing for marriage with Joseph, um, planning out their lives together, and all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord comes to her. You talk about a radical change in life. I mean, every, every plan of hers was out the window. But put yourself in Joseph's place, men. This, this woman that you are identified as the husband to this woman, all of a sudden is, is expecting with child that is of God. How am I going to explain that to my family? How am I going to explain that to my friends? I mean, this was God's plan, but it was radically different than Joseph's plan. Joseph and Mary, to me, most radically had their lives transformed by God's plan. But the shepherds also did, too. They didn't plan to go make a trip to Bethlehem in the middle of the night. They didn't plan that. 
And the angel said, don't fear. You know what? God has plans for every one of our lives. And often, and in most times, it's different than our plans. God says, my ways are higher than your ways. And my ways are better than your ways. And we need not fear God's ways. We have a fear of letting God have control of our life. But think about it. Zechariah, Joseph, Mary, and the shepherds submitted to God's ways, and they never regretted it. And you will never, you will never regret submitting to God's ways. When Mary heard the angels, she said, So be it. Here I am, the handmaid of the Lord. I want to be your servant, Lord. I want your way, not my way. And you may fear what God may be asking you to do. It may be seeking forgiveness from someone. It may be taking a step of obedience in a certain area. And you may think, I don't know how this is going to work out. Joseph and Mary didn't know exactly all the details how it would work out. But you don't need to fear God's plan. I, I mean his big plan for your life, but I also mean his individual plan step by step every day of your life. And then the angel says, fear not. You know, you look back over this last year, and there have been many, many changes that have come about in personal lives, in our nation. And it's easy to look at the future and to be filled with fear. Some fear loneliness, some fear failure, some fear disease. Some are continually thinking, what if, what if this happens or what if this doesn't happen? Some fear rejection and betrayal. Some fear skeletons in their life. Some fear perhaps financial reverses, perhaps losses. But the angel of the Lord says again, fear not. His name is Emmanuel, meaning God with us. We don't, we don't know what this next year holds. We don't know what this afternoon holds. But the angel of the Lord says, fear not. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. All because of Christ's coming. And as we respond in faith, calling out to Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, the Lord said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Can tribulation or persecution or distress or famine? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. He's, he's already at the future. He's timeless. He's already shepherding us and preparing us. Think of this. 
God is preparing you for what he's preparing you for. That's a blessed thought. And, and whatever lies ahead of me as I follow the Lord, I can rest in the fact that his grace, his empowering in our lives, his grace is sufficient for every need that will come into my life. And I think if the angel of the Lord were to show up in our lives today, one of the first things he would say is, you don't need to be afraid unless you have never personally called upon Jesus Christ. And then the angel of the Lord would say, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of God. And the greatest gift that was ever given, Jesus Christ, is the greatest gift that we can ever receive. And with it comes the peace of God. With it comes the statement that we need not fear, that we can trust God. I don't know what it is God may be asking you, the next step of obedience And it's easy to think, oh, I don't see how that's going to work, and I don't see how this. But we can trust God. The song, God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen, was written years ago in Old English. And and really, the terminology, God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen, did not mean what we think of Mary. We're thinking happy. We're thinking it means rest, gentlemen, and be happy, have merriment. Mary, in the day that it was written, and everyone that heard this song knew this, it meant to be strong, to be mighty. And really what they were singing is, God make you mighty, gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. And do you understand, if you remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to forgive my sins and free me from the fear of death. When you remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to bring me access to the Father. When you remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to reveal to me and to lead me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And when you remember Christ was born on Christmas Day to take care of leading us for every step into the future, you can be mighty. The, the realization, God make you mighty, gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. Don't let anything fill your heart with fear. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let nothing you dismay. Remember. We know God's love because Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Because of Christmas or Christ, we have life. Because of Christ, 
we need not fear. Because of Christ, we have great, great hope. And you understand, that message is the same in America. It's the same in Iraq. It's the same in Egypt. It's the same in Zimbabwe. It's the same around the world because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We have so much to rejoice in. And Satan wants to get us bound in fear. God says, no, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. Why? Because of the gift of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray today that the reality of the message of you sending your Son would be made personal in every one of our lives. Lord, I pray first and foremost for individuals here that perhaps have never personally called upon you for the forgiveness of their sin through Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that today they would receive the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. And then, Lord, I pray for every believer here. Lord, we all deal with our natural flesh and various fears that we're prone to. I pray that our walk with you would be so personal and so real that we would understand that we need not fear. And, Lord, that we would rejoice in the life we've given, that we would submit to your plan and purpose for our life, for our day, for our moment, that we would know the joy that comes as we yield to you. And, Lord, I I pray that our hearts would be encouraged at the glorious future that we have because of you. That the best is yet to come. And Lord, that, that we can rejoice in your faithfulness. That you are greater than he that is in the world. And that nothing can separate us from the love of you. While our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today and you 